section nine of a guide to modern cookery part one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by k hand a guide to modern cookery part one by auguste escoffier translated by james b herndon jr chapter seven part one elementary preparations before broaching the question of the numerous preparations which constitute the various soup releve and entree garnishes it will be necessary to give the formulae for the elementary preparations or what are technically called the mise en place if the various operations which go to make the mise en place were not at least summarily discussed here i should be compelled to repeat them in each formula for which they are required that is to say in almost every formula i should thus resemble those bad operators who having neglected their mise en place are obliged to make it in the course of their work and thereby not only run the risk of making it badly but also of losing valuable time which might be used to better advantage elementary preparations consist of those things whereof one is constantly in need which may be prepared in advance and which are kept available for use at a moment's notice one hundred seventy three anchovies fillets of whether they be for hors d'oeuvres or for culinary use it is always best to have these handy after having washed and well wiped them in order to remove the white powder resulting from the little scales with which they are covered they should be neatly trimmed to the shape of extended oblongs then detach the fillets from the bones by gentle pulling divide each fillet lengthwise into three or four smaller fillets put the latter into a small narrow dish or a little bowl and cover them with oil the fillets may also be kept whole with a view to rolling them into rings 174 anglais for egg and bread crumbing it is well to have this always ready for those dishes which are to be panes a anglaise or as many of the recipes direct treated a l'anglaise it is made of well whisked eggs salt pepper and one dessert spoonful of oil per couple of eggs its uses the solids to be panes a l'anglaise are dipped into the preparation described above taking care that the latter coats them thoroughly whereupon according to the requirements they are rolled either in bread crumbs or in fine raspings from this combination of egg with bread crumbs or raspings there results a kind of coat which at the moment of contact with the hot fat is immediately converted into a resisting crust in croquettes this crust checks the escape into the fat of the substance it encloses and this is more especially the case when the croquettes contain some reduced sauce or are composed of raw meats or fish whose juices are thereby entirely retained a solid prepared a l'anglais and cooked in fat should always be put into the latter when this is very hot so as to ensure the instantaneous solidification of the egg and bread crumbs n b objects to be treated a l'anglais are generally rolled in flour before being immersed in the anglais for the flour helps the foregoing to adhere to the object the crust formed over the solid thus acquires a density which is indispensable 174a aromatics aromatics play a very prominent part in cookery and their combination with the condiments constitutes as grenaud de la reyniere said the hidden soul of cooking their real object in fact is to throw the savor of dishes into relief to intensify that savor and to give each culinary preparation its particular stamp 
they are all derived from the vegetable kingdom but while some are used dry others are used fresh the first named should belong to the permanent kitchen stock they are sage basil rosemary sweet marjoram thyme and bay also to be included in the permanent stock are cinnamon ginger juniper berries nutmeg cloves mace and vanilla the last name comprise those aromatic herbs used fresh such as parsley chervil tarragon pimpernel and common savory while under this head there may be also included bits of common and seville orange rind and zests of lemon rind 17b seasoning and condiments seasonings are divided into several classes which comprise one saline seasonings salt spice salt saltpeter two acid seasonings plain vinegar or the same aromatized with tarragon verjuice lemon juice and common or seville orange juices three hot seasonings peppercorns ground or concased pepper or mignonette paprika curry cayenne and compound spices four saccharin seasonings sugar and honey condiments likewise subdivided the three classes being one the pungents onions shallots garlic chives and horseradish two hot condiments mustard gherkins capers english sauces such as worcester harvey ketchup escoffier's sauces etc the wines used in reductions and braisings the finishing elements of sauces and soups three fatty substances most animal fats butter vegetable greases edible oils and coconut butter remarks in cookery it should be borne in mind that both excellence and eatableness depend entirely upon a judicious use and a rational blending of the aromatics seasonings and condiments and according as the latter have been used and apportioned their action will be either beneficial or injurious to the health of the consumer in the matter of seasoning there can be no question of approximation or half measures the quantities must be exact allowing only of slight elasticity in respect of the various tastes to be satisfied 175 clarified butter a certain quantity of clarified butter should always be kept ready and handy to prepare this butter put one pound to melt in a saucepan large enough to hold twice that amount place the saucepan on the side of the fire over moderate heat remove all the scum which rises to the surface and when the butter looks quite clear and all foreign substances have dropped to the bottom put the liquid carefully away and strain it through muslin 176 faggots bouquet garni the name faggot is given to those little bunches of aromatics which when the contrary is not stated are generally composed in order to weigh one ounce of eight tenths ounce of parsley stalks and roots one tenth ounce of bay leaves and one tenth ounce of thyme these various aromatics are put neatly together so that no sprig of the one sticks out beyond the others and they are properly strung together 177 chervil chopped chervil clean the chervil and remove the stalks wash dry it well while tossing it then chop it finely and put it aside on a plate in the cool if it is not for immediate use concast chervil proceed as above except that instead of chopping it compress it between the fingers and slice it after the manner of a chaff cutter concast and chopped chervil are if possible only prepared at the last moment 
Boucherville Pluchets. The Pluchets are greatly used in the finishing off of soups. They are practically the serrated portions only of the leaves, which are torn away in such a manner as to show no trace of the veinings. They are immersed in water and at the last moment withdrawn so as to be added raw to either soups or boiling consommes. 178 raspings golden raspings are obtained by pounding and passing through a fine sieve bread crusts which have been previously well dried in the oven white raspings are similarly prepared except that very dry white crumb is used 179 peeled channeled and zested lemons lemons are greatly used in cookery as dish and comestible garnish when a whole lemon is used for marinades of fish for the blancs etc it is well to peel it to the pulp i e to remove the peel and the whole of the underlying white the lemon is then cut into more or less large slices according to the use for which it is attended the rind of a lemon thus peeled may be cut into bits and used in this form as the necessity arises when cutting it up flatten the rind inside uppermost on the table and with a very sharp and flexible knife remove all the white then slice the remaining peel which constitutes what is called zest into strips about one inch wide and cut these laterally in fine julienne fashion scald the resulting bits for five minutes cool them drain them carefully and put them aside until wanted sometimes instead of cutting julienne fashion the zest may be finely chopped but the rest of the process remains the same lemons are channeled by means of a little knife or a special instrument for the purpose which excises parallel ribbons from the surface of the rind and lays the white bare a lemon channeled in this way is cut in two lengthwise with the core its two extremities are removed and the two halves are cut laterally into thin regular slices to look like serrated half discs the lemon may also be cut at right angles to the core fried fish oysters and certain game are generally garnished with lemon slices fashioned according to the taste of the cook but the simplest and perhaps the best way is to cut the lemon through the center after having trimmed the two ends quite straight and then to remove the rind roughly from the edge for whatever purpose the lemon be intended it should be as far as possible only prepared at the last moment if it must be prepared beforehand it would be well to keep it in a bowl of fresh water 180 shallots chopped shallots clean the shallots and by means of a very sharp knife cut them lengthwise into thin slices let these cling together by not allowing the knife to cut quite through them and this done turn them half round and proceed in the same way at right angles to the other cuts finally cut them laterally and this will be found to produce very fine and regular small cubes sisselge shallots the name sisselge shallots is often erroneously given to those shallots resulting from the above process but sisselge shallots are merely laterally sliced the result of which operation is a series of thin regular discs sisselled or chopped shallots should when possible only be prepared when required if however they must be treated in advance they should be kept somewhere in the cool until wanted 81 spices strictly speaking spices include cinnamon nutmeg ginger mace and the many varieties of peppers and pimenta cayenne paprika etc these various condiments are found ready-made on the market and they need only be kept in dry airtight boxes in order to prevent the escape of their aroma but there is another kind of preparation in cookery to which the name of spice or allspice is more especially given 
nowadays several market varieties of this preparation exist and vie with each other for custom though in most cases they deserve it equally well formerly this was not so and every chef had his own formula the following is a recipe for the spice in question which would be found useful if it had to be prepared at a moment's notice obtain the following very dry five ounces of bay leaves three ounces of thyme half of it wild if possible three ounces of coriander four ounces of cinnamon six ounces of nutmeg four ounces of cloves three ounces of ginger root three ounces of mace ten ounces of mixed pepper half black and half white one ounce of cayenne put all these ingredients into a mortar and pound them until they are all able to pass through a very fine sieve put the resulting powder into an airtight box which must be kept dry before being used this spice is generally mixed with salt number 188 182 flour for whatever use the flour is intended it is always best to sift it this is more particularly necessary in the case of flour used for coating objects to be fried for the latter being first dipped into milk must of necessity let a few drops of that liquid fall into the flour they are rolled in lumps therefore form which might adhere to the objects to be fried if the flour were not sifted 183 herb juice this is to finish or intensify certain preparations to prepare it throw into a small saucepan of boiling water some parsley chervil and tarragon and chive leaves in equal quantities according to the amount of juice required set to boil for two minutes drain cool press the herbs in a towel twisting the latter pound very finely and extract the juice from the resulting paste by twisting a strong towel round it keep this juice in the cool 184 bread crumbs thoroughly rub in a closed towel some stale bread crumb previously well broken up pass it through a fine sieve or colander according as to whether it is required very fine or not and put it aside in a convenient receptacle 185 chopped onion cut the onion finely like the shallots but if it is to be minced with a view to making it even finer it should be freed of its pungent juice which would cause it to blacken with exposure to the air to accomplish this put the onion in the corner of a towel pour plenty of cold water over it and twist the towel in order to express the water by this means the onion remains quite white 186 turned or stoned olives there are special instruments for stoning olives but failing these cut the fruit spirally from the stone with the point of a small knife keep the olives in slightly salted water 187 parsley chopped parsley if parsley be properly chopped no juice should be produced if on the contrary the operation be performed badly it amounts to a process of pounding which perforce expresses the juice in the latter case the particles cohere and they are sprinkled with difficulty over an object to remedy this shortcoming wash the choppings in fresh water as in the case of the onion pressing in a similar manner so as to expel the water concast parsley is that kind which is roughly chopped when a culinary preparation is dressed with concast parsley the latter should be added to it a few moments before serving in order to undergo a slight cooking process whereas chopped parsley may be strewn over a dish at the last moment it should be remembered that parsley when quite fresh and used in moderation is an excellent thing but should it have remained too long in the heat it becomes quite insufferable i cannot therefore too strongly urge the advisability of using it in the freshest possible state and it would even be wiser to discard it entirely than to be forced to ignore this condition parsley sprays 
these are chiefly used in garnishing dishes and it is well for the purpose to make as much use as possible of the curled leaf kind after having removed the long stalks keep the sprays in fresh water until required fried parsley this consists of the sprays well drained of water after washing and immersed for an instant in very hot fat the moment it is fried carefully drain it salt it and place it in a clean towel where it may get rid of any superfluous grease it is used to dress fried viands 188 salt two kinds of salt are used in cooking viz gray or sea salt and rock salt gray salt is used more especially for brines and in the preparation of ices as its gray color does not allow of its being used indiscriminately be this as it may many prefer it to rock salt for the salting of stock pots roasts and grills for the last two purposes it is crushed with a roller without being pounded and the result should be such that every grain is distinctly perceptible to the touch this salt in melting over a roast or a grill certainly imparts a supplementary flavor to the latter which could not be got with the use of rock salt rock salt this is found on the market in the forms of cooking and table salt if the kitchen is only supplied with cooking salt the quantity required for several days should be dried pounded in the mortar and passed through a fine sieve and then put aside in a dry place for use when wanted even table salt as it reaches one from the purveyor sometimes needs drying and passing through a sieve before being used spiced salt this condiment which serves an important purpose in the preparation of pies and galatines is obtained from a mixture of one pound of table salt with three and one half ounce of spices number one hundred and eighty one this kind of salt should be carefully kept in a very dry place end of section nine